0: Hi guys, I'm Ashley. I'm Eve. And I'm Nick. And we're the Money Medics, and we're the hosts of Your Real Money Stories.
1: An original podcast series brought to you in association with Zopa.
2: The podcast where we'll be giving you the unfiltered truth about money through anonymous confessions and unfiltered opinions.
0: As well as providing useful information and resources for each topic we discuss.
1: And we have to say, this isn't financial advice. These are just our views.
0: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Your Real Money Stories in Association with SOPAR. And we're your hosts, The Money Medics, and you know, we're all about sharing real stories, conversations and information about money so that you can make better decisions about your personal finances. So I'm Ashley, I'm a pharmacist by day, foodie by night, and you know how much I love money. Mm, that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Nick, I'm a strategy consultant, and I actually work in finance. So you can be sure that i'm always fact-checking the stuff we, we, we're saying
2: and yeah. i'm eve i'm a pharmacist too and landlady and i'm a new mom as well
0: Aww. yeah <laughs> So welcome back to season two of Your Real Money Stories. I'm so excited to be back. I've actually missed you guys. Oh, thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I can't say the same about Nick. I live with him, so I see him every day.
0: So this season's going to be bigger and better. You know, we're all about sharing real stories, personal stories, and um, we're bringing in guests from our community. We've got um, special guests. As well, that are not going to be anonymous, and you know, lots more, so lots to look forward to. Yeah, and this is an anonymous story episode, so we'll have three sections
2: as per usual. First, we'll hear a personal story from our anonymous guest. Then we'll discuss our own opinions, and we've got some really useful tips and resources at the end.
1: Ah, oh, so today's episode is about money and relationships. You know, how do you share? For, how do you share bills? Who mm-hmm. pays for what? <laughs> you know, um how's our first date?
2: We haven't (laughs) spoken about this in the world actually because it was, what was it like, I asked you for your credit score?
1: Yeah, on the first date. It
2: was on the first date, maybe like the second date (laughs) or third date or something. I asked him for his credit score.
1: (laughs) But but the main point is that there's a lot that goes into relationships, you know, um, whether someone's pulling their weight or not. And I actually read this interesting statistic that said 41% of millennials and 29% of boomers say they ended their marriage due to disagreements about money. Mm. I believe
0: that. I believe that. Mm. I feel like we're quite like a money focused orientated generation.
1: So no ride or die. No, no, no riding. I don't
2: think we're ride ride or or die. die.
0: No, we're not ride or die generation I don't think we're
2: money focused. But Mm. I don't know. I feel like it's it's a lot easier to break up a relationship nowadays in comparison to Mm. like several years ago. But yeah, sorry, I'm interrupting. Go ahead.
1: No, I just, I don't believe in couple goals anymore, you know, people oh. shouldn't look towards Instagram as true, inspiration because that's you don't true. really know what's going on behind the scenes and mm. we're going to get into that in the, in the episode.
2: Yeah, we definitely will. So today's going to be really interesting. Um, we've got an anonymous guest that's shown her experience of two completely different relationships. So there was one where she was living in Scotland with a guy that, in the end, didn't even want to pay um, childcare, and then her next story is actually marrying a millionaire. She was living her best life, going to Malaysia, you know, all over the all over the world, not even the country, all over the world. But you know, I don't want to give too much away. So we've got our anonymous guest coming up soon.
1: Don't leave me, babe.
2: <laughs> what for a millionaire? <laughs> if I could find one, I might. <laughs> I'm J.K. <joking. laughs> I'm J.K. Um, today I'll be calling her Sarah, of course that is not her real name, um, and let's put our headphones in so we can get through get to Sarah. Sarah.
1: How are you Sarah?
2: I'm fine, thank you. And how's your day been? My day's been fantastic, thank you very much. Yeah? Perfect. Yeah. And again, thank you so much for offering to share your story. I mean, we've spoken um, separately and so many gems from you, Ooh. so much wisdom to share, so I'm really excited to have you on. But yeah, just tell us a bit about your background, first of all. So how did you approach money growing up? And, you know, were you more of like a saver, more of a spender? How how would you
3: say you approached money growing up? Growing up, I don't think I actually thought about money. Um, My parents ran businesses, so we never had to think about money as children, I don't think. And we probably never really get taught any. Money saving tips or anything like that, which we probably should have done. Mm. It was just a case of what was in the family was the family's. Um, so when I met my first partner, I never really thought anything other than what was mine was his and what was his was mine. So it came as quite a shock when I found out that he was not as willing to share when I went on maternity leave and he was not as willing to share. And had not been honest throughout the relationship about how much money he actually was earning.
2: Oh, wow. So it was like you had the mentality whereby everything should be shared um, and everything about your money as well should be shared. But it's like he didn't really have share that, that viewpoint. So just to go back to growing up, did you have any particular goals or aspirations? Did you feel like, OK, this is what I would like to do with my money at some point just before you met him?
3: No. No, I never really thought about that. I think mm. the only advice that my parents gave each of me and my siblings was learn a trade oh, and then okay. and then
0: mm.
3: learn what you would like to do so that the trade will pay your way through life no matter what happens. Oh wow. That's okay. really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So like in terms of like your um ex partner, how exactly did you guys meet? Oh, at school. Oh, okay. <laughs> And like, what like drew you to him? What attracted you to him?
3: Ah, he was the most handsome boy in school. I wouldn't give. I'll give him that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so, like, um, when did like you guys like get married? Decide, decide to make it official?
3: Um, we actually didn't. We didn't get married. We we moved in together. Um, we moved in together, and then I got pregnant, and that's when things really changed. I think that's probably when. I grew up and actually had to think about the future properly Mm. and despite the fact that it was not a surprise to him he Mm. didn't quite
0: seem to be ready to grow up. Okay Mm. so prior to like when you got pregnant and you guys um, were living together how were you like managing the finances in the household? Um, So
3: I was paid monthly um,
0: and he was paid weekly.
3: Okay. So the the monthly money was I was paid into my bank account Um, Mm. so we're talking that that's Almost 30 years ago. So that was still quite unusual then to have your money paid into the bank account. A lot of people still got your brown paper envelopes on a Friday.
2: Mm.
3: Um, so, and that was how he was paid. Um, okay. So my, it made more sense for my wages to pay all the the outgoings, like your rent, your council tax, okay. gas and
0: electricity, and then his weekly money paid for our food and if we socialised. And did you ever feel, how did you feel about that? Was it, did you feel... Did you feel like it was balanced or...? I, I didn't care. You okay. know, to be honest, it wasn't something I thought about. We had enough
3: to oh. do what we needed to do. So I never actually thought about it. It was only when I went
0: on to maternity leave, I had less money mm. and we had to have discussions about money that things changed. And so like going back to that time, um, what would you say his approach to money was? Was he like a saver or a spender? <laughs> no,
3: he was... Um, he was brought up very different. We were brought up in a. I suppose we did have some lessons that you would wait till you had enough money to buy something. Where he was brought up in an environment where you would take out a loan oh, and then pay it off.
2: That's really interesting.
3: Ooh. We probably did have different approaches to money. What I would say is now, obviously, I still hear about him. He's um, very, very good at saving now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so when did it become clear that you were quite, you were both financially um, incompatible? But was it something that you always knew?
3: No, it wasn't something we knew. And by the time our daughter was a year and a half, we'd separated for a different reason. It wasn't financial reasons that we separated. Um, and then it became even more apparent that he had a very different approach to finances then, as we still tried to navigate being a parent of a child while we were separated. Um, but no, he had a very, I would think, poor approach to sharing what he earned.
1: But were there any like vivid memories that came out in terms of how he would spend his money that would make you just question his money management skills?
3: What upset me when I realised what he was doing, when he was paid weekly and he worked in a factory, mm. and what would happen is that every week he would have his, say like your lottery ticket, um, your, you used to have a football pools coupon then, so he would pay all of those things off into his work uh, savings fund for the night out and things like that oh. so it ended up by the time we'd paid all his fun money stuff say that was 40 pounds a week and then he would split what was left after that oh. and when I realized that I was very upset by that because I would not have thought of keeping something for myself before i shared it
0: your family yeah okay so I would say so during that time was there like anything apart from like the waste of the money was there anything odd or weird he did financially as well no Okay. And then after you, um, well, after you guys separated, did his bad financial management continue? Like, what happened? I don't think his bad financial management continued. His um
3: bad manners continued.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he, he did not um play fair with child maintenance. So that was something that, mm. in hindsight, I was very glad that I could earn enough that I didn't mm. rely on his child maintenance to provide for me and my daughter because... Mm. He refused to pay it for a long time and then I had to take him to court to make him pay it and even then he deliberately reduced his wage in order to make sure he didn't pay a decent amount.
0: Wow, Wow. that's really malicious. Yeah,
3: Yeah. it was a good escape. (laughs) What was your lifestyle at that time? When I got pregnant, I had high hopes that I would have been able to work part-time once Mm -hmm. my daughter was a year. Mm -hmm. We split up when she was a year and a half so I had to go back to work full-time so yeah that was quite disappointing um mm. so I went back to work full-time I was in a fortunate position that I had a decent job so I worked full-time and I continued to work full-time mm. until my daughter was eight and then
0: my lifestyle changed so we bit. okay mm. and like in terms of like the situation like when you were going through that him refusing to pay like um child maintenance how did that make you feel?
3: Oh, I was very disappointed and I felt quite foolish actually that, mm. you know, when you're very young and you're blinded by love, you don't actually think about those things. So it's yeah. definitely something that when I met my husband now, I definitely had a different outlook to what I would want in a partner. Mm. Okay,
2: interesting. So, talking about your husband now, mm-hmm. so how did you guys actually meet?
3: Ah, oh, this is a lovely story. I don't
0: know <laughs> to <do> <laughs> we met online. We mm, okay. met online. Mm. do you want to tell us the website you know so So 13
3: years ago um i i'd been sitting chatting on the phone to my Mm. friend Mm. and there was a there used to be a website called people before Facebook. I oh, remember, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. <that>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when I tell you that I'm not very good with computers, it's not a lie. So <laughs> when the, the algorithms I now know kept sending me this thing to tell me to go into this thing called Zusk, mm-hmm. um, I thought it genuinely was my friends asking me to join this site. It wasn't, it was just a computer doing that. So I went on and it was a dating site. I'd had two glasses of wine by that point. <laughs> I, was <feeling> quite, <laughs> I was feeling quite brave and I put And I can't tell you this because very few people would hear the story and not know that this was me and my husband. (laughs) 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 So I put on a very particular list of what I would like in a man, and Mm. I I listed all these physical attributes that I would like to be over six foot tall, blue Mm. eyes, rugby player size, and then. (laughs) I also said that I wish them to earn enough to keep me in a manner that I wish to become accustomed to.
2: Mm.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's, that's, okay, yeah, go ahead, yeah. And he checked all of those boxes. Mm. So I was very glad.
2: <laughs> and that's really interesting that you put it out there. So you were actually actively looking for someone that. Would be able to look after you in a sense.
3: Yeah, I'd been on my own for ten years, and what I had decided was that anybody that was coming into my life, yeah, at the very least, could not take from it. Mm. But at the most, I would like them to add value to it. I like that. Yeah.
2: I really, really like I hope that. everyone's taking note <laughs> <of> that. <laughs> and do you feel as though that has something to do with your previous experience? That's maybe you have that, like the finances as a criteria
3: as well? Oh, I think, yeah. I think, you know, it's a harsh lesson to be a single parent and know that you, you don't have anybody else to rely on financially. Mm. So I knew that anybody, so I was on my own for 10 years mm. after I split with my daughter's dad. And I was completely sure that anybody that was coming into her life had to make it better.
2: Mm. Mm and what was your lifestyle like so when just before you met your current husband what was your lifestyle like in that section
3: um well I had changed I had worked for the government before Mm. um and then I opened up uh completely on a whim decided I wanted to work for myself I opened up a baby clothes shop um so I was working for myself Mm. um I met I met my husband and we were chatting online for a long time. Then we met and very quickly we knew that we wanted to be together. Yeah. We moved in together uh, about a year after meeting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And a couple of years later, we got married.
2: Oh, wow. That's nice. I that, oh, that sounds like such a romance story, isn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> and the thing is, <laughs> is, people don't... Well, back then, I felt like there was a bit of a taboo with... Um, meeting people online but now it's just it's really common it's common Mm -hmm. yeah most people that I know have met their partners online these days and it just shows that you never know who you're going to meet um but how is your life well how did your lifestyle
3: change because you did have massively (laughs) Massively. absolutely massively because I'm very fortunate that my husband has a very very good job um Mm. and that job has taken me around the world wow wow
2: so when you guys got together considering he is very very well off how mm-hmm. did you manage your money as a couple because i know you're very very independent you know even you mentioned previously
3: how did you manage it we struggled we had very different attitudes to money um, oh, okay. he, he's he is very careful very much a spender Mm. Um, if you've got time I'll tell you a funny story we went food shopping so he was very much he's a very much a man's man and very much a provider yeah. and he wanted to pay for everything and I struggled with that mm. Mm. so we agreed that I would um, pay for the shopping mm. and we were going round the local supermarket and I was putting things into the trolley and then when I was looking into the trolley what I had put in wasn't there so he was taking things out that he thought were frivolous Aww. oh wow it sounds, sounds
1: like me to be fair like, really? uh, like no, no. <laughs> when it
3: comes to food <laughs> no, no. So, yeah, no. you know I was putting in, you know, <laughs> the things that I like, you know, like the the kind of more expensive breads and the really quality yogurts and he was kinda of basically saying, No, you will be buying the extra value stuff and I was thinking,
1: No, no. We'll, no we
3: That does actually sound like Nick. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's just
2: like my husband because I like um when it comes to desserts, anyway, it has to be Tesco's finest
3: quality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but Nick likes um, Tesco value. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we had to have lots of discussions about what we thought was worth pay- paying the extra for. And that really came down to everything from food toilet yeah. paper holidays um, mm. if we wanted to get a wee bit of luxury mm. we had to decide and we've genuinely lived a lifestyle that what he said is we can afford and you can afford to live on as a family he, he looked up the average wage and I think at the time it was £30,000 in a year mm. and we've never we've genuinely even though we've lived a fantastic life we've never went beyond that mm-hmm. oh, that's mm. interesting yeah
0: mm. so in, in terms of like the organising of like finances like who you paid for what? did he pay for everything or did you split bills or
3: um so we kind of, basically what I did with my ex-partner, kind of reversed the room So he paid for all the, the household bills and things and I paid for the food. I mean, obviously we had a very massive disproportion in what we earned. Mm. Um, so I felt comfortable with that, but we had to have the big discussions about it. He would have been happy to pay for everything, but I had to feel that I had some kind of say in matters. So we settled on that, mm. and but it, it caused a lot of discussions. The one major discussion we had was when, We got married and his family had advised that we sign a prenup. Oh,
2: really?
3: Yeah, and I refused. So that was a a big sticking block to us getting married because it caused a lot of arguments. But it did mean we had to discuss every aspect of our finances to make sure that we were on the same page. Mm. Mm.
1: So how do you feel? So I know some women feel it's necessary to have their own separate assets in a relationship. How do you feel about that? And then I know there's another school of thought whereby... They believe in sharing everything together.
3: I don't think the world's moved on that much and I would still advise, I know that I'm in a very fortunate position, mm. I would still advise any young girl to keep her separate finances. Mm. I would still advise that. I'd advise my daughter that, my stepdaughters mm. that. And I would advise any young female that because the world's still a very unfair place. So
2: do you mind expanding in the, a bit more? So you said that you would advise um, young women to keep their own separate finances. Like, what do you think... In a sense, what are you protecting them from?
3: Why would you give them that advice? Because at the end of the day, women, we still bear the brunt of childcare. We mm. still bear the brunt of not being able to work weekends, work evenings, um, take on extra shifts in order to further our earnings and our savings. Mm. So if something happens to your husband, your partner, you could be in dire straits very mm. easily because you you're not in a position if your child's sick, if something terrible happens to your yeah. child or if your child has a disability, you're at a far, far less able position to provide for yourself and your family. So mm. I think you have to be clever enough to make sure that you look after yourself.
1: And mm. mm. I, I think there's there's one thing you said, because you you set up your own business prior and um, mm-hmm. looking after your daughter so you had your own set of accommodation how did how did that change when you came into his lifestyle did did you have to sell your house did you have to
3: No, no, he asked me to and it was very unfair of me because um, I was asking him to go all in and I wasn't prepared to go all in so I didn't Mm -hmm. sell my house I rented it out while I moved into his house Mm -hmm. and I was in a very fortunate position that when we moved away I continued to do that I had family moving in and then we used this small house as a base for when we would come back home Mm -hmm. you know, a couple of years ago so it was really, it was an ideal position but I was very fortunate as my husband cleared my mortgage Wow <laughs> oh wow. I know, I know it sounds I tell you, he deserves a big Christmas present when I speak about all the nice things he does. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, he cleared my mortgage and he said no matter what happened that this was mine.
2: Oh that is
3: so sweet. Yeah. It is, it is very sweet. Um so we've still and we still to this day both have separate bank accounts. Mm. Um and we both have a joint bank account. You know, we've got a joint bank account, but we both get separate accounts.
2: Mm. Mm
1: how do you did you that that conversation so like do you feel you could give up work in your relationship or do you feel that but in clinging or, or having that independence.
3: Um, when we moved abroad, I had to give up work. I had mm. to. I, we had, you know, the visa situation didn't allow me to work. So mm. I studied. Um, my husband paid for me to study a different wow. line of work, and just, but it was genuinely just to keep me busy. Mm. That's then. That's then turned into something that I love.
0: So I think you mentioned earlier that you refused to um sign the prena. Sign a prenup. Yeah. <laughs> so considering he's he's like a millionaire, well off. Did you guys yeah. ever have the discussion of like, you know, how the money would be divided if the relationship was, you know, to go sour or you guys were to break up?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that's changed over the years. You know, I think mm. the, the the first, you know, I said to him, if you're not prepared to share what you have with me, then we should not continue to be married. And it was a, a big, mm. big gamble because mm. I loved them. But I was not prepared to be with someone who was not prepared to share. I would have shared everything I had with him, but he Mm. was not prepared to share everything he had with me. So he had to think about that. And it wasn't that he wasn't prepared to do it. It was he was going on family advice. Mm. So all these years later we've been together 13 years now um oh. and i still know that I, it wouldn't go wrong i know that i'm yeah. very fortunate i still know that if something went wrong he would want to look after me but
0: i also know that i would not take everything that he has worked very hard for either mm. so there's a mutual understanding so yeah. in terms of like um things now like do you guys have discussions about money and saving goals or
3: oh yeah definitely we still you know there's there's things that if I want things you know because he'll it, say that he's Tesco extra value and he says I'm we cannot do that so if I want something I genuinely have to justify it. and that's helped me so much because before I never thought about anything I never thought about the end goal mm. it made me um take out life insurance and oh, it, you know okay. and I was thinking why do I need that you know I've got uh, the the house is paid off everything and he still made me take out life insurance this is because you just never know he's yeah. a very sensible man
2: yeah so
3: yeah. um he just says you always have to be prepared he is a boy scout um, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's made sure everybody in his family's looked after he's made sure I'm looked after oh. and and he's, and he's changed my attitude to things. So I do think very carefully before I buy anything
0: now. Okay. Mm. So if you were to compare, like, your attitudes and, like, um, how you feel about money in this relationship and then your relationship with your ex, how would you say that, you know, how you feel has changed? The feelings have changed. I feel very privileged now. Um, yeah. Very, very privileged, privileged that I can work because
3: I want to work, mm. you know. So you can do things because you enjoy it. Mm. Um mm. I, I don't have to think about purchases now, you know, only for the fact that I need to think, is it going to add value? Mm-hmm. I don't have to save up for anything if mm-hmm. I want. To. I don't have to decide whether, you know, because when I was a single parent, I really had to consider every single purchase. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every hour that I worked, you know, you would look and think, oh, my goodness, you know, when you needed new carpets or when you needed new curtains or something, you would have to think how many weeks it would take you to save up mm-hmm. before you could replace yeah. anything.
2: Mm, wow, I feel as though like your life has changed so much over the past like thirty years, and you've been through so many different experiences as well. It's like your whole bundle of knowledge, if you know what I mean. So, if yeah. you had a young girl speaking to you now and they wanted to come to you for advice about um, how to handle money in relationships and finances in relationships, et cetera. What would your
3: advice be to a young lady? Oh, to set up a savings account. Yeah. Definitely from the very start, you know, when you first get your first paycheck, Mm. you know, you definitely need to start putting, setting up a separate bank account, putting that away. Yeah um probably i I still wouldn't have a clue and i would be scared to do it but i would think that you need to start thinking about your pension pot your stocks and shares and things like that you would probably want to go and get advice about that Mm. but yeah i would think from the very start consider your purchases and make sure that you put probably at least 20 percent away Mm. um choose your your partner very carefully that that their their
2: thoughts align with (laughs) your thoughts (laughs) I was going to say is that that as well, is, and what about within the relationship? So, is there anything in particular that you should look out for or be aware of when? you're sharing finances in a relationship or about to date someone
3: and you want to start talking about finances yeah because I think I mean you can sound quite cynical when you speak about money mm. but what I do what I do believe and it sounds very old-fashioned but I do believe that the man that loves you will want to provide for you and want to take care of you yeah. and would okay. do just about anything for you yeah. um, okay. I, and I do think that's the difference the man you know the man that doesn't want to open the door for you or doesn't want to take you out for a nice meal and have some pride and pain for that for you I think you know you'd be a wee bit worried if and i i know that sounds terribly old-fashioned however i do believe that you know you can be taken to mcdonald's and it can still be somebody's wanting to
0: spoil you yeah i have all the guys are taking notes yeah exactly so you're saying it's
2: basically not so much (laughs) about how much you earn but more Mm. so about your intention with your money and how you want to look after your family yeah i really see okay
1: The, the only question i have to ask is as a it's, it's out of this podcast there's two of so you yeah. <laughs> yeah. guys and, and and i guess my question is as a guy looking into the relationship i, I do feel sometimes there's um we're in a society mm. where it sets yeah. very high standards mm. in terms of what's expected of a man what's your thought as like do you think it's important for a man to have their financial house in order before pursuing a relationship or do you think? that can come, come, with the le- relationship. Come, from, come with the relationship?
3: Well, I, I think it can definitely come with the relationship. You know, I think um, I think as long as you've got your eye on what you want, you know, if you both know that you want to work towards it, you know, you can meet somebody. You know, I've got mm. friends who've been together since they were 16. They're, they're really fortunate. So they had, you know, they started with nothing. So it doesn't, you don't need to have your, that's what you definitely need to have, a partner that wants to work and pull in the same direction as yourself. Mm. <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah did that answer your question <laughs> <laughs>
3: well
2: it's too late you're married now so. <laughs> and another thing that you said to me earlier on that I, I've, I wrote down this quote because it was such a good one is don't let your boyfriend keep you from your husband so do you yeah. want to expand that quote because I loved it when you said it last time I
3: honestly I don't know where I heard it and I thought it was the most fantastic thing that I'd ever heard and you know my husband and I, when we first met, I was 35. And, you know, I knew that there's a kind of window where you can still be kind of looking to date and things like that. And I kind of said to him, after two years, if we are not committed and serious about each other, I'll be letting this relationship go. And he thought I was being absolutely horrifically straightforward. But I was very sure about that. And I remember reading that somewhere and I thought, it's so true. You can waste a lot of time with people who just want to coast through life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you can be with someone who is almost right but not quite right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I think when you meet the person that is right, things start to happen, things change. So so many girls will spend eight years, nine years, ten years with somebody and they still don't have what they want because they're mm. still waiting on the man to propose or the man to do things. And mm. and I think as much as I do believe in chivalry and things like that, I do think women should be teaching their daughters to know what they want as well and not oh. just expect that men are going to create that. So I do think you have to make sure that you're not in a relationship that isn't going anywhere. You have mm. to be brave enough to say, well, this is not for me.
2: Yeah. Mm. Mm.
0: Wow, some really solid advice.
2: Yeah, exactly. A lot of wisdom that I told you guys. <laughs> A lot of wisdom. But thank you so so much for spending time talking to us this was such an interesting conversation oh. and i'm sure a lot of people listening are writing down tips and notes and
1: etc I, I feel like for this oh, this is like a capsule episode this is a, an episode i'll give to grayson on oh, on, oh that's you've... one of
3: my favorite names oh, oh thank,
1: thank, you. You. <laughs> thank you Oh, thank you so much that this is like a capsule episode i'll give to grayson on like uh what you should really be considering when you are trying to approach a lady.
0: Mm. Oh, so sweet.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, yeah so I would think that.
3: Just make sure she's pulling in the same direction as you are. Yeah,
0: mm. exactly. Oh, thank,
1: thank you
0: so you. much. Thank Thanks. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So this is my favourite part. You know, when we all get into the hot seat, we ask some hot, very spicy questions. Yeah. So I'm going to go straight into it. I don't know if it's for us an interesting question, considering, you know, you guys are married. But would you sign, okay, if you could go back, would you have signed a prenup?
2: You can't say yes, because.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just get up and walk out. (laughs) Let me let let you finish.
1: Um, Would I, no, but is it on the basis that maybe I I had assets, right?
0: Okay, cool. If you was a millionaire, would you sign a prenup? Would you make you sign a prenup? Before you before you guys met, you as a millionaire. Would you make Eve sign a prenup?
1: I'm sure Mum would make me sign No, not it's not no, I don't
2: think about your so. mum. No, I don't about think you. Would, what would. I disagree. <laughs> Didn't you do? ask about your mum. <laughs> what would you, you know,
1: do? Would I, I think so.
0: Okay. What about you, Eve? If you was a millionaire and Nick then wasn't, make, would you yeah, make I him sign a absolutely. prenup? Absolutely. Yeah. And
1: I would expect you to. I would expect you to make me sign a, a prenup. Look, no, yeah. it's like because because you, you don't know where the wealth has come from, right? If it's if I have if I have inherited wealth mm. or I have wealth that's come from a business, mm. right, or wealth that's come from a previous relationship, I'm just saying, mm. right. Um, I do think I'm not trying to be cynical, mm. but your experiences shape your approach to how you approach relationships, True. right. Mm. So depend, like for example, the same way if you come from a family um, where like people split up or, or whatever, it's going to inform how protective or maybe have a, a a fuck off fund uh quote unquote yeah. so uh, why do is this stigmatized or criticized to have a prenup that's interesting
0: i mean
2: my perspective <clears throat> I mean, maybe this is just in my head um this is based on absolutely nothing apart from what i've seen in my immediate circle but i do find that um Women are less likely, again, this is not based on any statistic. I made this up. So <laughs> women are less likely to... No, women will, will hold down the relationship. They will go through thick and thin. They're oh. more likely to be ride or die in comparison to a guy. So I think it makes more sense for a woman to make a guy sign a prenup in comparison to the other way around because... Just answer and to answer your question, let me just go back. So, um, I would make a guy sign a, or not make. I would ask for a guy to sign a prenup, and I would sign one if it was requested of me. However, I would have some stipulations, as in, if um, the person cheats on me, the prenup is void. Um, if they, I like if I have children, void. <laughs> if I am asked to stop working to look after the children. Void. So it has to. There's a lot of criteria. I'll, I'll sign it, but there has to be a lot of things that we've thought through, and there'll be mm. a lot of criteria um, before I'm willing to sign yeah. on That dotted line.
1: But I guess the final thing I would say, like mm-hmm. in looking at my like using real, because I, don't, I don't know prenups don't really hold much weight in the in, UK. In the UK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I would say based on my current circumstances, me not being a millionaire, I would not make Eve sign a prenup. Because reality is, when I look at my own financial situation now, and everything I've accumulated thus far, Eve has played a very, very pivotal mm. role in that. Mm. Like for example, like Eve gone to the property by, by herself. And even if I didn't come into her life, even if, even if I didn't come into her life, she would have still done it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I don't necessarily think whole on my heart I would have done it as quickly as I would have done we're without we
0: were supposed to do it
1: together yeah we were, yeah, we're supposed to do it together fair, fair enough but I I I know because sometimes it's wishful thinking right yeah 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 you know so I don't think maybe I would have gotten as quickly I would have done it so quickly I would mm. have moved mm. jobs mm. if you didn't come into my life mm, that's so that's true. my my caveat on the prenup
0: <laughs> me would I sign a prenup would I make them would I sign a no I wouldn't sign a prenup to be honest um I I'm kind of like, for me, it's all or nothing, um, and because of like the way I am, I'm a bit of an overthinker. I just kind of feel like if they made me like sign a prenup, I'd always have in the back of my mind like, what do they think this relationship is gonna break up, or like, are they thinking that I'm a gold digger or I'm trying to take their money? And I feel like it would just bring too much doubt into the relationship for me. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a no, it's a no, and hopefully, I would, I only want to get married once. So yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. Um, Yeah, I hope people have enjoyed this episode. It's It's been, I think, I feel like um, whenever we talk about relationships at at Money Medics, it's it's very, very much, there isn't a one size fits all. Just just because you hear a couple manage their money or talk about money in a particular type of way Mm. or a couple breaks up Mm. due to something that happens you don't necessarily need to take that into your relationship so i'd say um take what you want Mm. from the episode you know but i do think um an overarching theme is uh money is important Yeah. yeah you know um an example like we went on a on a date we went on a like proper date recently when we was still Will Smith and oh, yeah. he uh, he told me that oh we need to do this more often. Yeah. I know we just had a, a child and the, the funds aren't as buoyant as you're still trying to get to grips. So it just show it shows you that money is important to kind of keep things
0: going, going mean, to some yeah, degree. Yeah. It takes uh, some things off the table. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time uh, not settling um, okay. if you're not happy in a relationship. yeah. yeah definitely. Um, but yeah We hope you guys have enjoyed the episode um, and taking away some lots of gems um, from Sarah. Mm. Bye guys. Bye.
2: Bye. You've just listened to an episode of Your Real Money Stories, an original podcast brought to you
0: in association with Zopa.
1: Who provide great value financial products and tools to make managing your money a lot easier.
0: So make sure you subscribe and share with your friends who you think might have related to the episode. For more information and resources around the themes discussed in this episode, head over to zopa.com forward slash podcast.
1: And of course, if you want to be on the next episode, make sure you slide into our DMs at MoneyMedics on Instagram.